Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I am coming to you hot off the heels of Germany's dominant 9-0 victory over Liechtenstein. And uh, it was a crazy match that started out a little nutty and uh, just really saw Liechtenstein unravel after picking up an early red card. Uh, it, <laughs> I mean, there's not really a ton to say about uh, how Liechtenstein played. They were on their heels the entire time. Uh, and Germany, once they got up, uh, had the one-man advantage. It was just all over because they just kept the pressure on. And even through the first part of the game, which wasn't even that long before the red card happened, uh, Germany was thoroughly dominant anyway. So uh, let's just kick things off and talk a little bit about the lineup that Hansi Flick rolled out before we get into the nitty gritty of who did what during the match. So uh, Flick, obviously, with all of the issues that his squad has been facing, had to get a little creative. So we know that Nicholas Sula was out with COVID. And then we had several players get sent home because they were labeled as close contacts, including Yashua Kimmich, Jamal Musiala, Serge Gnabry, and Kareem Adeyemi. And you also had injuries to Florian Wirtz, uh, Julian Draxler. Uh, it, it just was uh, really crazy. Uh, there was a lot going on. And uh, it was really unfortunate. And I should also mention Nico Schlotterbeck was another player that was injured and uh, could not participate. So Flick went with a, a kind of a lineup that we'll probably never see again. Uh, uh, Manuel Neuer was in net. Antonio Rudiger and Tilo Kerrer started at center back. Christian Gunter and Jonas Hoffman were the outside backs. And Hoffman playing outside back was interesting because that meant that Rydal Baku, uh, the Wolfsburg youngster, had to start on the wing. And he was joined by Leroy Sané on the other wing. And Marco Royce played the 10, uh, while Thomas Muller uh, was the striker for all intents and purposes. Uh, of course, Leon Goretzka and Ilkay Gundogan were the double pivot sitting back. Well, not really sitting back today, but they were the midfielders for Hansi Flick. So as you can see, it was a little bit of a mishmash lineup, but it worked and it worked early. And you'll see why as we kind of talk through what happened. So very early in the match, uh, it was really, really evident that Germany was not going to struggle here. They dominated possession extremely early. Liechtenstein were on their heels. And then a very, very unfortunate incident happened for Liechtenstein where uh Leon Goretzka was in the box and Lechtenstein's Jens Hoffer uh, went with a high kick, a flying high kick that connected right on Goretzka's jaw. Now it was a <laughs> crazy play and it was a reckless play. And, and while it was reckless, I don't think that Hoffer was doing it intentionally. Uh, I think he was just really trying to make a play on the ball and, you know, it, it can be unintentional and reckless at the same time. So he was given a red, uh, Ilkay Gundogan uh, stepped on to the uh, stepped up to the penalty marker and drilled it to give uh, to give Germany a one nil lead. I almost slipped up and said Bayern there in the eleventh minute. So uh, that red card went down in the ninth minute. And there was about two minutes of Goretzka getting sorted out and making sure that uh, you know he was still able to function, which he was. I mean, I think the first thing every Bayern fan thought of was, uh, is he going to be okay? Because the last thing he really wanted to see was Goretzka taking a boot to the face. But all in all, he did uh, did well throughout the game. He, you know, 
did best by getting back out onto the pitch. So everyone was happy about that. But Germany was far from done. Uh, in the 20th minute, there was an own goal. Uh, unfortunately, again, for Liechtenstein, they were already really feeling the heat. And to get an own goal and fall behind 2-0 was very unfortunate. Then we saw Leon Goretzka feed Leroy Sané, just a perfect pass. And then Sané with just a really deft shot that snuck right inside the post. Really nice shot by Sané. Really got a chance to show his skill there. That put Germany up 3-0 in the 22nd minute. And then by the 23rd minute, just one minute later, Marco Royce got on the board. So you could see that this was going to be an absolute blowout, uh, you know, very, very early. So the first half ended 4-0, and there was really nothing you could say about Germany that would uh, that was bad. I mean, yeah, some players were up and down their performances. Uh, Rydal Baku, I thought, was forcing some things, didn't always look comfortable, but he got better as the game went on. Uh, it was, you know, the first half was just so dominant for Germany that, you really would have to nitpick to find things that, that went wrong. You know, they did an excellent job maintaining possession. They constantly were putting pressure on Liechtenstein, and they also were very, very creative in trying to find different ways to score. So, um, you know, as halftime came and went, we saw Jonas Hoffman and Goretzka get subbed off. And then we saw Lucas Nemecha and Florian Neuhaus enter the game. But it was only in the 49th minute where Leroy Sané struck again, this time off of a feed from Marco Royce. And that put Germany up 5-0 in the 49th minute. And by the 64th minute, we did see two more subs. Max, Maxi Arnold came on for Ilkay Gundogan, and Kevin Vollen came on for Leroy Sané. Now, at this point, it's 5-0. And I honestly was thinking, okay, well, Germany's going to ride this out now. They have a five-goal lead. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to play the possession game. They're going to stop attacking, but I was wrong. <laughs> we did see another sub in the 72nd minute as, as Matthias Kinter came on for Tilo Kerr. But from there, all hell kind of broke loose. In the 76th minute, Thomas Muller picked up his first goal. Um, uh, Florian Neuhaus was credited with the assist. Neuer kind of uh, picked up. It was kind of a trash goal. He was in the right place at the right time and just was able to tap in a shot. So, uh, good for Muller. Always good to see him score. Then Rydal Baku uh, in the 80th minute kind of put uh, a prayer up and it went in, just tucked in under the far upper corner, the upper 90. And uh, Baku got his first international goal, which is pretty cool to see. Always like to see a kid uh, have that kind of achievement. But again, even at 7-0, Germany was not done. Uh, Thomas Muller got picked up his second goal in the 86th minute, this time off of a feed from Marco Royce. Uh, Royce, I thought, really had a good game. Uh, just was very active, uh, looked seamless and part of uh, the team. Sometimes when he plays for Germany, he looks a little detached and unsure. But I thought he did really well, and I guess it's easy to do well when you're only playing against 10 men. But uh, I think Royce is... Is a, is a player that's very capable of being a difference maker for Germany. And uh, if they can get him uh, to really play up to his capabilities and up to the talent level that he has, that is just one additional weapon that Hansi Flick can roll out there. So I, I was happy with the way Royce played today. In the 89th minute, the ninth and final goal happened. Uh, Rydal Baku uh, put a shot up. 
deflected off Lechtenstein's Max Gopel. And as of now, it's listed as a known goal. It, it's one of those, it was one of those shots where there was no intent for Gopal to even do anything other than just try and deflect it away, but it deflected off of him and went into the net. I think it's kind of harsh for that to be an own goal. Uh, to be honest, I thought Baku, you know, I thought he deserved a goal on that, not because of anything that he did, but I, I don't think there was anything that the Lechtenstein defender did to indicate it should be an own goal. So I, I just thought it was a deflection, but you know, the, the sources that I'm looking at right now have it listed as an own goal. I don't know if it will change or not, but that's how the game ended nine nil. And what you want to take out of this one is that yes, uh, Germany is playing well under Hansi Flick. And if every team they played only had 10 men, <laughs> they would do extremely well, but you really have to look at the progress uh, more than anything. You have to look at the progress the team has made under Flick. Uh, obviously, there are uh, a lot of people who had opinions about the way that you, the team played under Yogi Love, and they looked a little restricted. They looked a little passive. Uh, that's all gone. And I'm not just talking about this effort tonight. I think it's something that we've seen over the course of the past few games since Flick has taken over. Uh, Germany just looks more creative. They look faster, and they look always ready to attack. Uh, and, and yeah, they, they should beat Liechtenstein if Liechtenstein had 13 men on the pitch. Uh, Germany is, is just a level above Liechtenstein, maybe two levels at this point. But, you know, you, you, when you play a team like Liechtenstein, you have to go in and take care of business. And that's exactly what Germany did. And that's what Flick's biggest job is. It's to make sure that his team is taking care of business in games like this. It wasn't too long ago when Germany was under threat of games like this, where they were losing to teams like North Macedonia. So, uh, you know, you'd really like that the team has adopted this sense of, I don't want to say dominance, but they've, uh, they've adopted a sense of confidence where they look like and play like one of the world's top teams. And that has not been there for a while. So that is something that Flick did in his tenure at Bayern Munich. I think we all remember how unsure and just passive that Bayern looked under Nico Kovac at times. But when Flick took over, there was a whole new aura of confidence. Players were talking more. There was just a faster, more crisp play that was associated with the team. And I think we're seeing that with Germany. And I, and I like I said, I'm really impressed with what he's done so far. And I'm not going to, you know, overhype this victory because, you know, listen, it was what it was. Liechtenstein should never beat Germany. And they were playing with 10 men. So, <laughs> I mean, really, you have to look at this as, you know, Germany just taking care of business. But again, that's what they needed to do. So, uh, you know, overall, what your takeaway should be is, um, you know, no one got hurt. At least as of now, we don't know of anyone getting hurt. I mean, we kind of got lucky that Leon Goretzka did not go down. I mean, when you, if you haven't seen the play, when you do, you'll be absolutely shocked because it is like a flying kick. Uh, maybe even like something, if you remember the old Nintendo Nintendo game, Kung Fu, it looked like something out of that, to be honest with you. So uh, if you're old enough to remember that game, you might, uh, you might be able to picture in your mind what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, seeing Gretzky get back up and continue to play was really assuring. And then just to see the way that the team dominated after that, 100%, uh, you have to be really happy about that. 
So I think that's about where we are going to leave this episode. Germany obviously will pick things up against Armenia on Sunday, and that should be more competitive than this, unless Armenia, uh, them, unless Armenia picks up a red card in the ninth minute. Then you know all bets are off at that point. But uh, Germany took care of business; they did what they had to do, and we will be giving you. Uh, We'll be having a couple of episodes this weekend. So we'll have a weekend warm-up podcast coming out tomorrow, uh, which would be Friday. And then we will have probably a preview show and a post-game show for Armenia. We did not do a preview show for Liechtenstein because of scheduling conflicts. So we apologize for that, but we will be looking to try and get one done for Armenia. And that would probably be mostly... Uh, some thoughts about what's going on with the roster and how things look more so than a you know analytical breakdown of how Germany matches up with Armenia. So, you know, as always, we love your support and uh, we appreciate it. So uh, be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for those episodes I talked about. Check out BavarianFootballWorks.com for all of the latest Bayern Munich and Germany coverage. You can always get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get our main account at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. You can get Tom at Tommy Adams. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. And uh, hey, if you get a chance, check the game out. Uh, you know, I'd like to tell you you didn't miss much, but uh, there were some pretty cool goals and some good performances that happened. So if you get a chance, check it out. And uh, hey, we'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>